come on in. Extinction Talk Radio is about to start. I'm Reverend Billy, and I've got the fiery eagles of justice. Got the Stop Shopping Choir. Got Savitri D with the news from the natural world. Lots of things waiting for you. This is a turning point in our Earth Church. We reveal today our manifesto. We are Earthers from Earth Louisville. Are you an Earther too? You want to be? We have a success here, banning poisons from New York City parks. And we have that mysterious challenge. It's ongoing, but it's very real. The sixth extinction. Hold on now. Here we go. I got, I got that first one. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I'm coming to you in gratitude. Our little campaign to clear up the parks and schools. 100 people came to us in one month. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. We got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of traversing to do, a lot of journeying to do. This campaign has got to build all the way, it's got to scale up. That's French. We want the 17, 18,000 jurisdictions, cities and towns in this country that are spraying with glyphosates to clean up. We're not letting go of that eventual goal, amen, praise me. But what intrigues us is, is, is even on this little scale that we, we've just begun, People are calling out to us from the cities and towns, and they're saying, yeah, yeah, tell me, where are they spraying here? And we teach them about the Freedom of Information Act and how to talk, how to, talk to the bureaucrats gruffly over the phone and get them to cough up that information. Where are you spraying in your schoolyard? Where are you spraying in your local parks? Where are you spraying? How close to that playground are you with that virulent... Monsanto poison. It's interesting because it's so hopeless up on the nation state, up on the international level. So much corruption, so much the rise of fascism. Seven hundred reasons to get depressed up, up and out there. But, 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 but right down, but right down here in my neighborhood, that old neighborhood compassion can come back. I care about my neighbor. I care about my loved ones. I, I want this here now to be clean. I want the natural world to rise up without the corporate toxins. Amen. I think we can do it. I think we can do it together. Localuya. Let's start right here. Localuya. And then maybe, yes, no maybe about it. Yes, Localuya can become Earthaluya. Earthaluya.
feel like all issues come finally to peace. All art, religion, and politics are waiting to be rediscovered within a notion of peace. How can I spare you? How can we walk by each other from opposite ends of a long hallway without ripping each other to shreds? How can I come into your city and you into mine? The earth is in flames with every major religious tradition hijacked by its right wing. There is, there is an unprecedented absence of leadership right now. The language of peace isn't even making it to the history channel. There's a kind of hush. Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. A barge carrying over 14,000 tons of coal ash that capsized and partially sank off the coast of Florida has now been raised, but not before leaking as much as 5,000 tons of coal ash a mile south of the St. John's River. The barge was carrying coal ash, the byproduct from burning coal for electricity, from the Puerto Rican power company Applied Energy Services Plant in Guyama to be disposed of on Chesser Island, Georgia, after Puerto Ricans refused to accept the toxic waste on their own island. According to local advocates, the barge was located directly in front of where everyone is surfing and recreating, and there's been zero health alerts, zero notifications, and most people in the community are completely unaware there's any kind of spill going on. No cleanup plans have been announced. A new study supports increasing evidence that people who had COVID-19 need only one vaccine dose and that boosters could be necessary for everyone in the future. There is growing empirical evidence that bad timing can cause what scientists call phenological mismatches between plants and their pollinators. Global warming can influence living things' life cycles, annual patterns, and other activities, spurring situations where cycles that were once in sync no longer line up. If a plant flowers earlier than usual, for example, it might miss the window of time when its main pollinators are at work, leading to a potential decrease in seed production. The researchers also point to another climate-related driver of plant pollinator discordance, geography. Models simulating the future suggest that geographical mismatches could happen if global warming shifts these species' ranges and different species fail to match up and make pollination happen. Plants and pollinators must be in the same area to help each other out. So if a changing climate pushes either party out of places they've long lived, it could sever that mutualistic relationship. As much as 70% of human food is dependent on pollinators. Maintenance costs for a light-duty, battery-powered car are around 40% less per mile than for a gas-powered car, according to a recent report from the U.S. Department of Energy. A single one-liter bottle can be recycled into material for around 10 standard 2x4 Lego bricks. By 2030, the company aims to make its signature bricks from recycled or renewable materials that can also be fully recycled. Legal experts from across the globe have drawn up a historic definition of ecocide, intended to be adopted by the International Criminal Court to prosecute the most egregious offenses against the environment. The draft law unveiled on Tuesday defines ecocide as unlawful or wanton acts committed with knowledge that there is a substantial likelihood of severe and widespread or long-term damage to the environment being caused by those acts. 
The Stop Ecocide Foundation initiative comes amid concerns that not enough is being done to tackle the climate and ecological crisis. If adopted by the ICC's members, it would become just the fifth offense the court prosecutes alongside war crimes, crimes against humanity, genocide, and the crime of aggression, and the first new international crime since the 40s. A spokesperson cited transboundary nuclear accidents, major oil spills, and Amazon deforestation as potential examples of ecocide. But on a smaller geographical scale, also the unlawful killing of a significant protected species, such as the two remaining northern white rhinos. Climate change is heating Mediterranean waters 20% faster than oceans on average worldwide. The rising temperatures have been conducive to alien fish and algae invading via the Suez Canal. Although it covers an area of only 1% compared to all world seas, the Mediterranean is home to 10% of all known maritime species, with a quarter of these creatures endemic to the enclosed sea basin between Africa and Europe. A new study from researchers at Columbia University is the first to offer quantitative evidence linking psychological stress to graying hair in humans. And while it may seem intuitive that stress can accelerate graying, the researchers were surprised to discover that hair color can be restored when stress is eliminated. Scientists have found that nearly all types of Arctic dinosaurs, from small bird-like animals to giant tyrannosaurs, reproduced in the northern region and likely remain there year-round. People are still shocked to find out that dinosaurs even lived up in the Arctic 70 million years ago, but we now have unequivocal evidence they were nesting up there as well. This is the first time anyone has ever demonstrated that dinosaurs could reproduce at these high latitudes. The findings counter previous hypotheses that the animals migrated to lower latitudes for the winter and laid their eggs in those warmer regions. It is also compelling evidence that dinosaurs were warm-blooded. New research from the University of California, Santa Cruz, shows how regional shelter-in-place orders during the coronavirus pandemic emboldened local pumas to use habitats they would normally avoid out of fear of humans. This study is part of a growing wave of researchers working to formally document the types of unusual changes to wildlife movements and behaviors that people around the world reported during pandemic lockdowns. Golden jackals, for example, were spotted foraging in broad daylight in urban Tel Aviv and mountain lions were seen strolling through downtown Santiago. Urban environments had suddenly become quiet and empty as shelter-in-place orders brought human movement to a grinding halt, an effect some researchers have called the anthropause. Wildlife seemed to be taking advantage. The new study shows this was certainly true for pumas in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Researchers were able to clearly connect changes in the cat's habitat use with reduced human mobility during shelter-in-place orders. Forty years of data came together to show just how many birds can be saved by buildings turning their lights off. Using decades' worth of data and birds, researchers found that on nights when half the windows were darkened, there were 11 times fewer bird collisions during spring migration and six times fewer collisions during fall migration than when all the windows were lit. A new vaccine to protect against deadly cholera has been made by grinding up genetically modified grains of rice. The first human trial has shown no obvious side effects and a good immune response. Cholera infects 1.3 million to 4 million people and causes 21,000 to 143,000 deaths each year, according to the World Health Organization. And the Pacific Northwest is grappling with a dangerous and unprecedented heat wave. Record highs are expected and excessive heat warnings are in effect in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, and western Nevada. 
Much of this area will see high temperatures 30 to 35 degrees hotter than average, and morning low temperatures 20 to 25 degrees warmer than average. Meanwhile, in Europe, multiple heat domes are creating unprecedented temperatures across the continent. New high temperatures were recorded in Russia, Finland, Estonia, Italy, Belarus, Bosnia, Latvia, Ukraine, and Serbia. Highs some 20 degrees or more above average currently wrap across Central and Eastern Europe, with the greatest anomalies centered on Scandinavia and parts of Western Russia. A second lobe of intense heat is parked over Eastern Russia along the shores of the East Siberian Sea. In Saskila, a small community in the Arctic Circle, the air temperatures reach 31.9 degrees Celsius, the highest record since 1936. Land surface temperature reached 39 degrees Celsius. Readings showed the land surface temperature in Siberia was above 35 degrees Celsius. A peak of 48 degrees Celsius, or 118 degrees Fahrenheit, was recorded near the town of Verkohajengs, located in the Sakha Republic. Coverage of sea ice in the Laptev Sea, which flows into the Arctic Ocean to the north of Siberia, is currently at its lowest extent on record. Exceptional heat waves, which are becoming disproportionately more significant and frequent due to human-induced climate change, are the leading cause of weather-related fatalities in most of Europe, Asia, and North America. And now, the sounds of extinction, Homo longi. A near-perfectly preserved ancient human fossil known as the Harbin cranium represents a newly discovered but long-extinct human species named Homo longi, or dragon man. New findings suggest that the Homo longi lineage may be our closest relatives and may reshape our understanding of human evolution. The Harbin fossil is one of the most complete human cranial fossils in the world. This fossil preserved many morphological details that are critical for understanding the evolution of the Homo genus and the origin of Homo sapiens. The cranium was reportedly discovered in the 1930s in Harbin City, China. The massive skull could hold a brain comparable in size to modern humans, but had larger, almost square eye sockets, thick brow ridges, a wide mouth, and oversized teeth. Scientists believe the cranium came from a male individual, approximately 50 years old, living in a forested floodplain environment as part of a small community. Like Homo sapiens, they hunted mammals and birds and gathered fruits and vegetables, and perhaps even caught fish. Researchers also find that Homo longi is so far our closest homonym relative, even more closely related to us than Neanderthals. It is widely believed that the Neanderthal belongs to an extinct lineage that is the closest relative of our own species. However, our discovery suggests that the new lineage we identify that includes Homo longi is the actual sister group of Homo sapiens. Researchers suggest Homo longi may have been adapted for harsh environments, allowing them to disperse throughout Asia. Using a series of geochemical analyses, the team dated the Harbin fossil to at least 146,000 years ago, placing it in the Middle Pleistocene, a dynamic era of human species migration. The team hypothesized that Homo longi and Homo sapiens could have encountered each other during this era. And here we are again with us in the Earth Church. This is the Extinction Talk Radio. And I said at the beginning, I, I said that, you know, we're working on a surprise for you, a manifesto. 
One of the features of this manifesto is that we need your help. It's only partially written. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you what we've developed so far, and I'd like to have your responses. You can uh, come to revbilly.com, R-E-V-Victor-B-Boy-I-L-L-Y, revbilly.com, and there's an email function there. I'd like to have your feedback, your suggestions, your corrections, your anger, your funny. We know that there'll be a lot of different kinds of reactions to this idea. And here is the idea. You ready? The manifesto for the earthers. We are the earthers. We live in a radical little town called Earthalooyaville, and we shout Earthaluya when we walk by each other on our imaginary streets. We are sharing this one incredible experience. We're living on this planet, and the sixth extinction is underway, and it is accelerating quickly. We're not a cult. We're a difficult. Our source of comfort is not religion, shopping, or strongmanism. Earthers embrace a contradiction. We look for comfort and strength in the earth, which is also the thing, this mindlessly superior force that is doing the extinguishing. Amen. Extinctions are when evolution speeds up so much that only a small number of living things are invited to survive. The ones who are willing to undergo embarrassing transformations. We learn how to operate with bigger brains, fins, coconuts, and other surprises. We Earthers try to survive with, shall we call it, extreme wishful thinking. We think we're going to live. In Earthalooyaville, the city council's drawing up plans to survive this extinction through highly evolved evolution. However, our meetings break down into orgies of laughter and singing. You see, as the wise man once said, life is a disease with a fatal prognosis. Humor and music are key to our evolution, but we don't know exactly how that works. Continuing with our manifesto, we believe that we are just moments away from a complete flipping over of this culture when all of us will suddenly become personally involved with this drama of life here on this spinning wet ball. Earth and the gift of life will be a very big deal. Hanging out with trees and sighing and hearing signs come to us from fabulous bad weather. We know we're near the end and we know not much has been done about it. In fact, we know that nobody's talking about it. It's an extreme, unique kind of worrying. We're going to come to this feeling that since we are made of the earth, we're going to do something with this earth we have here, in this breathing, this beating heart, and these limbs, and the skin, and the thoughts, and all we've got here, this amazing earth thing. We're going to go where the earth is being stopped, where the earth is being interrupted where capitalism and all the isms are trying to make a vacuum. And we're going to try to fill in with our bodies. We'll place ourselves in front of pipelines, and executives' computers, and bomb trains, pesticide trucks. Make it plain by the force of our bodies that we're going to fill in with life and humor and music. And we're going to slow down the police. I believe that. 
We're going to slow down the police and the police will become earthers themselves. The earth is the best frontline defense against the military police that are trying to privatize everything, everything, all of nature, water, air, soil, even superstorms come with corporate sponsorships now. We keep trying to unravel, untangle, disencrypt the earth's outrageous speeches. Can you hear that message in the 200 mile an hour winds, in the hot, hot fire, in the spreading virus? We're trying to hear our instructions. We want to know what to do. We can hear it if we listen. We can help each other do this. It's there for us to understand even in the silence of extinction. Yes, think about it. And you'll agree. The heat waves and viruses and superstorms are messages from the earth, instructions to the out of control predators that it evolved as an experiment, the human race, you and me. As earthers, we want to break away from our old predatory habits like war and racism, we will re-enter evolution. Earthalluvia.
Let's take you to Canada now. And the town which recorded the country's highest ever temperature this week has now been engulfed by a wildfire. The mayor of Lytton in British Columbia has said the whole town is on fire. It's told the population of around 250 to leave. And it comes time to issue our thank yous. And we are grateful. Especially, I would like to mention Eva Jimenez, our good friend who is a member of the Church of Stop Shopping Choir. Eva has been the person who's been in contact, personal contact with the 30 radio stations that play our um, Extinction Talk Radio episodes every week. Eva, now's the time. It's always time, but now especially, we would like to thank you for leaving those messages and being patient with the radio people and making your way through. You know, a lot of our stations are, especially during the pandemic, people weren't there all the time. And so you found a way to have those conversations and to put our message out to so many communities across the United States. Thank you and Earthaluya Eva Jimenez. <laughs> 